So, uh, welcome back, everybody. This is episode, I think, 162 or 63 of Young, Black, and Bothered. I'm the gracious host, Greg, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hey, it's your girl, Chris Cash. Live from Quarantineville, Skew. So, um, in pre-roll, basically, we're just going to roll this conversation over. So, we're talking about what Q just announced about Montgomery County. So, Q, can you, like, expound on that again? Okay, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So Montgomery County is is um, proposing emergency legislation that will require face mask face mask coverings to be worn in public spaces to help stop the spread of COVID nineteen. Okay, so my initial reaction to this was, are they like supplying the masks? Where the fuck are we supposed to get them from? And three, why? Like, I get it. Stay in the house. That's the way to basically eliminate people from being outdoors because eventually it'll be to the point where they'll fine you or, you know, have a curfew for you if you don't have a mask or something like that. I went and ordered, I think, 100 masks from Ally Express. I think this was you know, what it's called. It takes a week to get mm-hmm. Um And Chris, you had mentioned in pre-roll about like wearing a scarf and stuff as a mask. What I was going to say about that is I tried it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't mind it. The issue is you have to wash that shit every single time. And mm-hmm. if it's anything like the gloves, which, I, which right now I think is the most disgusting fucking thing, it's not the gloves and the people wearing them. It's how people discard them. They don't go and you know what? I'll throw it in the trash. You know, they walk all the way to their cars or to their apartment building, stuff like that. And then they just throw it in the hallway or they throw it, you know, in a parking lot and stuff like that. And like, you realize you just, yeah, that's littering. You're just spreading germs that way. You're just spreading. <laughs> you're making it worse. People realize that. I just honestly don't know. I, I think for real, for real, we're giving people way too much freedom. And I understand like America is the, the free country. You know, we don't really have, not say we don't have rules, but we're able to test and bend and say no we don't want to do it because we have these rights right but I just feel like right now folks just kind of need to clamp that shit and stay home yeah like it has to be a forced thing it has to be a so 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 in essence there needs there needs to be a national stay at home order and it needs to be mandatory Mm-hmm. We're not you gonna, cannot voluntarily say no. I'm not. We're not do going it. to. We're not going to flatten the curve, bend, bend it, whatever you want to call it. If things are still voluntary, if stupid Republican governors are carving out exemptions for their religious wing nuts to have church church, uh, church services in a packed sanctuary. If idiot Republican governors are still allowing their beaches to be open with social distancing, good luck mm-hmm. enforcing that, there needs to be a national lockdown. And I understand the allowing people to work out and go out and be by themselves. But if you see folks in a group just like congregating and having fun and I saw this one video, this woman, she was going to church and she was hugging the people as soon as she walked in. And I'm like, how do you, you're really hugging them at the door going into church? Like, what is, what is this pastor like teaching them? Like, 
I understand that, but like y'all not even listening at all to greet these people at the door, hugging every one of them. There had to be at least twenty people I saw hug the guy at the door. Yeah, but I think also even. I can go even further. I was because you know during this time I picked up uh, <clears throat> I picked up a couple of tutoring gigs, and I was at Gallery Place waiting for the bus. Don't ask me why I was waiting for the bus. I didn't feel like paying nineteen dollar Uber home. <laughs> but it's youngins at Gallery Place, all like fifteen, sixteen of them, all gathered around. No one's no one's um, six feet apart or any passing passing the J. I'm like, this is why Metro closes at nine o'clock now. Yep. This is why the buses run every 30 minutes. And it's not really every 30 minutes. It's whenever the bus driver wants to show up. This is why, this is why non-essential businesses are shuttered. This is why, this is why schools are closed. This is why, this is why there are now over 12,000 positive cases cases of COVID-19 in the in the DMV area. This is why there are now over two or three hundred deaths and climbing. This is why there are now over three hundred and or now probably over four hundred thousand positive cases in the United States. And that number is misleading because we don't because there's not adequate testing. So we don't know. This is why the United States is is at over now over fifteen thousand deaths. In 43 days. Stay y'all asses at home. Stay y'all asses at home. I'm outside on my balcony. It's a beautiful night out. Go on your balcony. Mm-hmm. Go outside on your porch. But, but I don't even think they have things to do at outside. They're just bending the rules because they can. Yeah. It's not because they want to. Because, you know, people chill in the house all the time. But when you tell them they cannot do something, that's when they want to test the limits and say, shoot, you can't keep me in. And that's why there needs to be a national lockdown. What Mm -hmm. Dr. Fauci has been calling for for the last five weeks. Mm -hmm. But the orange dick won't do it. That's because everybody, Q, they think this isn't quarantine. They feel as though this is summer break for the people who never got a summer break. This is an extension of a holiday. There's no... Mm -hmm. This ain't no damn holiday. It's not. People are dying. It it goes to people uh, are people are getting violently sick. Stay your asses at home. But that extends to what you were saying earlier about people being outside and doing the things that they're doing. A lot of those people feel as though they won't get it from the people that they love and know because they're exempt. They're like, all right, if we stay together and you don't have it, I don't have it, then we can't be giving it to each other. Everybody else. But you don't know that. That's why testing they don't is so important. They don't know it, but that's what they believe. That's why they hang mm-hmm. out with friends. That's why they do. Like, I'm not going to a bar. I'm not going to a restaurant. They're like, I'm with my homeboy all day. Like, if he gets it, then I know that I got it. I'm like, but that's why would you want to do that in the first place? Secondly, you out here and you're doing things outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like literally listening to one of my neighbors who was walking her dog and talking to somebody. They had the little six feet of distance. And everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm listening out of the window. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm starting to go a little bit stir crazy. I've been to the grocery store like three times this week. I was like, what the fuck? For? <laughs> like, get everything all at once and then go in the house. Like, we have enough tech, mm-hmm. enough things that we can communicate where we don't have to go places. 
it's gotten to the point where like Jess and I, what we do is, you know, her and I will go for a walk, but they closed the parks and everything. They haven't closed like the high schools and stuff. So you can walk the track. So we keep like safe distance there, but I've mm-hmm. seen go to lengths of, they're just sitting on a stoop, like, and they're outside, but they're in public outside. They're not at their respective homes. They're just sitting somewhere outside. And that's fine if you're sitting, but you're supposed to be like, take a break and keep on moving. This isn't mm-hmm. a chill at the playground, at the park. So when we were on our walk yesterday, we saw like five or six guys playing basketball together. So, <laughs> so it just reminded me of my brother when he went to go play ball a couple, I think it was like a couple of days ago. So I texted him, I was like, yo, um, why are you out here playing basketball? He's like, you know, it's just us. Like we, I'm like, bro, like, it's not even about y'all. You can be playing basketball, but you know how many people before you played basketball? So imagine you have somebody, you know, that has coronavirus. They have coronavirus. They're putting their hands all over the basketball, stuff like that. Where's the basketball that they brought with them going into that same fucking basket onto the same backboard? And apparently from what they keep saying is it can stay on surfaces, right? So yeah, if it's mm-hmm. surfaces, and then you come right after that person who had, you know, COVID-19, you play basketball. Nine times out of 10, you can get it from that. You would never even know. None of us got sick, so we straight. Okay. But you may have it, but be asymptomatic. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I really, un- I really don't understand, and no lie, I still think I had it already. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna say I, I don't have a way to prove it yet. When they get the antibody test, I'll definitely be getting that or whatever. But I know that if it's <laughs> anything like the thing that I had, that they couldn't tell me what I had, y'all better chill, yo. Mm. I was out of work for like two weeks and then I still two weeks after that was still sick but I was like alright I gotta go to work now it's spooky man. like me I have like my phobia my fear is of actually dying it doesn't even matter how you die ground in fire like you know naturally it doesn't matter for me death is one of those things where it's like it's already uncertain so the fact mm-hmm. if I can go and completely avoid dying by doing something as simple as staying in the fucking house hey the introvert in me, I'm staying the fuck in the house. So it's not even shit to do outside. Everything's closed. Like this is what's killing. If me. you don't have a dog, what are you, or running, or you're working out something, going on a singular walk, what are you really doing out there? Well, Chris, here's the thing: you could they have it where you can go to like the local animal shelters and stuff like that, but you have to call and make these appointments, and you can adopt a dog, but you have to do like the whole process online and then you pick up the dog and you go on your merry fucking way there's no like okay 15 20 people touch this dog like no you want this dog we can't keep it in the shelter because we can't be here all day and night hey you take care of him or what is the thing when you you don't adopt the dog but you like no foster foster yeah so you can foster the dog too but obviously like there's tests and stuff like that you have to do as well like don't quote me but it's just what i've heard if you want a pet go get a pet but then bring it home and stay your ass in the house if you need a friend, find all the social medias. Everybody's having a Zoom. I haven't used Zoom this much, and we record on this shit every week. We had, mm-hmm. we had Passover for like two and a half nights, uh, two and a half hours today. I've done a Zoom every night for the past like seven days. So there's oh, ways you can connect with your friends or make some new ones. Probably the friends right. are already trash anyway. <laughs> Go on Twitter, man. Twitter's entertaining if you make it, you know, and follow the right people. Including, you know, QDZ, you know, me, you know, Chris, like the important people. But then 
you have people who are just like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, I want to go outside and do nothing, which is stupid, but whatever. Oh yeah, I mean, I've used I've used Zoom so so much, and not and, and, and just for my job. You know, I'm on Zoom every day, and sometimes five, six, seven times a day because you know a coworker may call me and say, "Hey, I, can you help me with with this?" Sure, I'll jump on Zoom and just jump on Zoom and I, I'll share my screen and I'll walk you through it. Or like watching a Facebook watch party or, you know, things like that. There's other things to do. Like, I understand cabin fever is real. I'm going through it. I I hate being home. I hate being home. I'm just the nature. Of, I like my day regularly is I'm not home until, you know, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. Let this be a bar night. I'm mm-hmm. not home till 12, one, two, maybe even three in the morning. But I, I get it. Cabin is like you eventually start running out of things to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, trust me, I've but, already like. But, you know what I'm saying? And soon, but, all the shows will be like so behind on recording that they they won't have any new episodes. Yep. <clears throat> it's like a ripple effect for so many things that people aren't realizing. It's like if America is willing to take this many hits financially. You already know this must be serious. Mm-hmm. So I just want people to keep that in mind. Well, and, and here's the statistic that I sorry. Here's the statistic, the prediction that I just saw. The, the projected economic impact of the coronavirus could lead to 580 million people. That's eight percent of humanity. Not, not, not United, not the United States. The world population, five hundred and eighty million people. Mind you, pop, population of the Earth is about seven and is about seven and a half billion people. So you're talking about eight percent of the population going into poverty because of this. So maybe pushed into poverty. This is serious. Mm-hmm. People need to take it serious. Need to take it seriously. And fast. Just stay in the fuck. How many times you can't even? Maybe you got to say it in like German or something like that, or in Russian because clearly, like the Russian bots don't get it either. But just stay in the house, man. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on. So I wanted to introduce a friend of mine this week who is going to be on the show this week. Uh, Derek. He is a friend that I met actually going through movie screenings. And this, God, this was how many years ago? Six, seven, maybe eight, nine years ago. And we have like a love for film and stuff like that. So Derek, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, what's good? Hey, Welcome. How's it going? My name is uh, Derek Dunn. And as Greg said, we met at um, movie screenings a few years back. I think it was the first one was... Um, Fruitville Station 2013 on the Thursday at Gallery yep. Place. We just started talking in line and been cool ever since. Yeah. It's been that long when we could actually go to the movies. That's insane. Like, matter of fact, damn, Fruitville Station was a good ass movie now that I think about it. That movie was so sad. It, it was sad, but it was a good movie. Um, that kind of, I don't want to say it launched Michael B. Jordan, but. It, it made me feel like he was a good actor. Everything else before that, including the wire, I was like, ah, like, all right, we'll see. But 
So, Derek, like, since you, you know, on the show, I don't know if you, like, you know, gotten familiar with the episodes, but what we do is we usually do first 48, we do news, and then we do, like, TV and movies and stuff. So, I wanted to actually kind of flip that this week, because first 48, we got a lot of those, and there's not enough news, and we already been talking about Corona and shit like that. So, you know, I don't know if, if, since everybody's sitting at home, is it anything that y'all are all watching that somebody should check out for, you know? Um, I mean, the, the usual stuff, it's so much that, um, that I get, you know, being an actual published critic that I'm finally getting caught up and I have a habit of not really watching anything when there's the hype going on. I, I prefer to watch stuff at my own pace so I can kind of experience it for myself. So we actually bought a, um, I had it for a while at Roku, and I finally installed that. So last night, I finally started watching Jordan Pills, Jordan Pills, The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. There's some good, there's some good episodes on that, but I mean, you know, there's so much content out there. It's like you really can't be bored right now. And it goes back to your, you know, statement earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, stay, you know, stay at home. It's, it's no reason for people to be outside now, outside of grocery shopping or getting some fresh air, going to check your mail because. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of entertainment. There's plenty of things to do inside the house. Yeah, right now. So it's no reason for you know for people to be going outside or anything. Or miss I mean, myself, I don't even really miss the theater as much as I thought I would. I'm you know I'm not going stir crazy just yet. Yeah, and there's, it, and there's tons of like do it yourself projects you could do right now, like. On YouTube, you could learn. You could literally do anything. You could learn a new language. You could just sleep. Like you don't even got to do shit. Just learn, take a nap. How about how about learn a new hobby? How's it going? But I think the one thing that I've been um that I've noticed and, and talking to a, quite a few um entertainers, they've all they've all kind of said the same thing. You know, the coronavirus is giving them a chance to reconnect to um get right with God. You know, get right mm-hmm. with your wife. Just reconnect, kind of phase everything out. Mm-hmm. Thought was important and get back to what was um you know really important and, and every interview that I've asked for since this whole thing has happened that I that I've gotten turned down for mm-hmm. except for one person who's gonna remain nameless, it's all been the same answer that, you know, right now they're focusing on family, they're focusing on spirituality, they're, they're focusing on, you know, self improvement. Mm-hmm. They really don't want to do anything pressure right now. Which is cool. You know, I respect that and I understand that because, you know, you want to reconnect and really get back to what's important in life and focus on the small things and not, you know, the big, big stuff that, you know, we take for granted on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And plus, like, their craft is to actually entertain you anyway. So it's like, all right, like, can I have a moment to be entertained myself? Like, at the time we're recording this, I think tonight is the final episode of Modern Family. and. I never really appreciated the show as much as I should have until like I watched like the last like week or so of the episodes. I was like, yo, that was actually a really good show. And it's been going on for 10 years now. So even that's a show where people can go back and like, you know what? I'll start that. I restarted um, Sons of Anarchy. I've been watching like Jeopardy and um, Will of Fortune because that's entertaining. It gets my wife and I, you know, talking about topics, trying to guess stuff like that. And Mm -hmm the only one that I'm really kind of pissed off about, like that I know I'm going to end up watching anyway. And it's been like a trending topic is who wants to be a millionaire. 
that's coming back with um I forgot what the host name is, but Fallon. I don't understand why it's celebrities. Like they're that, already rich. This shit not fun. Wait, is that the premise now? They're yeah, like rich, be, uh, trying be, to get um, like money for their charities or whatever. Thing. So what's the okay? I guess it's like probably I go on need there. a million dollars. Favorite charities. The average American, I need it. That's a little smart. Throw me on the show. <laughs> I guess my big question when it comes to like those gaming shows and stuff like that, like who wants to be a millionaire and all that. Mine was deal or no deal. So do we actually win this pot of money or is more so? Because I'm like, they're giving away like thirty, forty thousand dollars every episode and they're giving away a Jeep or a Mini Coupe. I'm like, do they get that? Or is- yeah, but guess who got to pay that on their taxes? You. Yep. You're going to get screwed over like that. Mess around with that uh, luxury tax money. Yeah, I ain't mess. I'm not messing with it at all. So uh, let's just keep on the like the theme of TV and like movies and stuff like that. I couldn't tell you the last movie I saw in the theaters, but thanks to Derek, I went and watched three movies, and I watched them all yesterday. So if anybody wants to check any of these out, I'll go from like my ranking of three, two, one. So the worst one, I don't even remember the name. Uh, it was a Vin Diesel movie. Yeah, bloodshot. Um, Moving on. <laughs> um, I couldn't tell you a good Vin Diesel movie that wasn't. Um, what's the one? Uh, not Fast and Furious, but the other series. It's like a God. I'm, I can't even. Triple X. Uh, not even Triple X. Oh yeah, Triple X. Yeah, uh, Pitch Black. Like that series was good, and Fast and Furious was good. I feel like once the Rock started stealing all of his movie roles and doing things that he used to do, like he did a movie where he was like a daycare suit or something like that. And the next thing you know, the rocks doing one where his daughter comes back when he's a hockey player and she was like, okay, so I see where this like trajectory is going. So I sat down and watched yeah. bloodshot, probably the worst movie that I've seen in 2020. Wow. It was, it was pretty fucking bad. Uh, Derek, can you explain what this fucking movie was about? So I like can know that I, I mean, bloodshot was a, um, it was a comic book, comic book adaptation, and for me, you know, I can generally find one thing that I like in every movie, but Bloodshot, you could tell that it was a paycheck movie for Vin Diesel, and had it had an R rating, then it probably would have been better, but it was just too much CGI, he was going through the motions the entire time, like he wasn't even trying, that's, that's kind of how Ben is anyway, I mean, Ben really hasn't done a quality acting role in... 14 years. Yeah. Because he's a movie star. He's not really an actor. And Ben kind of knows that he can do whatever he wants to do. It can flop. And then he can always he can always go back to the Fast and the Furious and he'll, you know, ensure that he's securing the bag. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. I mean, that's just how that's just the way that he the way that he is. I mean, he's known to be arrogant. He's known to be a diva on set, known to be very, very um bossy, and he's pretty much a character. A character of himself. Like he's Vin Diesel portraying Vin Diesel. <laughs> the fact that I can actually like see that now, I'm like, you know what? He does play himself with this whole family and we are a family in every movie. But I guess. So what would you, if you had to rate it like, you know, out of five stars, what would you give it? When I reviewed it, I think I gave it a C or a C minus. Oh, well, damn. You, you let it pass. I, I, you know what? I'll go with that. It was entertaining enough to get me through my lunch break because I watched it like at work since I'm working from home. 
I'll give it a C. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I put the um, I put the criticism there. I mean, the biggest thing was it was too much CGI, needed an R rating. I think the only saving factor really was um, uh, Wiggins, Lamont Morris, the, the black guy, mm-hmm. but even him with that fake British accent could have, you know, it was um, distracting, and it was just like you could tell that it was a, a paycheck movie for Vin Diesel. Like, you know, I'm gonna do something until you know Fast Nine comes out. And then you know, here, here, you know, here you guys go. Yeah. Kind of like when he did um, Babylon AD a few a couple years ago in the Last Witch Hunter. Oh, like, you notice he'll, he'll do a he'll do a bunch of flops, and then he'll come back with a Fast and Furious movie. I, I I'm not a fan of Vin Diesel personally, though. Like this, yeah, always been, though. Yeah, I went into it knowing it wasn't going to be good, but I was like, you know what? I've been surprised before. And remember, I told you when I was watching the films, I was watching them backwards. I wanted to watch the good ones first and then, you know, kind of go into the bad ones. So this was the last movie I saw. Luckily, it was at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. So it didn't matter. But for me, like you said, C, I'll give it a C. Chris, if you do want to watch it, Q, if you want to watch it, I would say you got nothing to do for the next week. Go and watch that one. Watch it first, though. Um, the next one. Uh, the gentleman. So I watched this too, Derek, and I felt like I gave it a three and a half out of five stars because it was an easy movie to follow, but it was one of those like you can go away for like 20 minutes and come back and you're still in the plot. Like I can like literally be doing groceries or washing dishes and nothing bothered me about the movie. So maybe I need to watch it again. I just I couldn't get completely into it. And it had my boy in it from Sons of Anarchy, which was like really pissing me off because he's one of like my favorite actors, like at least on TV. But the movie thing, I don't think it translated. I mean, the gentleman was cool. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Guy Ritchie fan, so I might be kind of kind of biased. I mean, you know, he's he's been doing the same movie off and on for the last twenty years. I mean, pretty much, you know, if you seen if you saw Snatch, you pretty much seen what he can do, you know, from time to time, he'll step outside of the box and do some commercial, but, you know, British gangsters, a heist, money yeah. one-liners, and violence. That's pretty much Guy Ritchie's style, yeah. you know, that, that you're going to get with a Guy Ritchie movie. That, that's sad, man. That, that's sad because I thought that was going to be the best of the three, but, I mean, give your rating first because I want to, I got to get into my favorite one because this, oh my God, I'm so excited. What was your rating? Oh, man, I, that was like a that was like a B minus when I gave it a B minus or a B plus. Okay. I got it. I don't think I did a post on that one. I remember liking it, but again, like you know, I'm a Guy Ritchie fan, so I'm gonna be kind of biased with that. Just like I'm a McConaughey fan, so and Colin Farrell, like the whole thing with the um the boxers and their um how you know how they were acting. Yeah, thought all that was witty and uh, witty and fun. Okay. See now I feel like. I kind of like cheated the system. I'm gonna watch it again. Like Chris, watch this one. Don't watch uh, Vin Diesel's uh, Bloody Nose. What was it called? Bloodshot. <laughs> Bloodshot. <laughs> Don't watch that. Good jeez. Whew, that was bad. So you know what? I'll give it a second chance. If you can give it a B, B plus, then you know I will go and watch it again. Especially yeah, since- I mean, like I said, if you like Snatch, you like the Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels. You know, you like British humor, then you know you'll have more of a more of a um, 
appreciation for it. I mean, my wife doesn't really like Guy Ritchie like that, but then she likes to do them a little because of McConaughey, mm-hmm. because of Jax from Sons of Anarchy. So she liked it. My son, you know, he pretty much got the gist of it at 11, you know, once we explained the plot to him. So, you know, it's a good rental, a good rainy day waster. All right. So, you know, I'll do that tomorrow since we have nowhere to be. But we got to get into our final one, Uh, at least my final one, my personal favorite movie that I didn't think I was going to like. Chris Q, like when I tell you, I went to this movie thinking of the commercials and be like, yo, like it looks like a movie I've seen before. And like, I don't know if you've ever seen a movie, The Condemned with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, where it's like they got dropped off on an island and the goal, it was like inmates and they were all supposed to kill each other. And the person who lived like the last person who lived or whatever ends up winning like a million dollars at the time. That's what I thought the hunt was about. My God. (laughs) For a movie that was titled about like killing Trump supporters. I was like, where the fuck is this movie going to go? Like maybe like Derek, go ahead and please explain like, the like premise of this movie so I can like get a picture of it with the hunt. Um, the best thing with the hunt that I told about my review is go on the hunt blind as possible, knowing as little as possible. I mean, the big, the best thing to say about the hunt is that it's basically another version of the most dangerous game in the world where, you know, humans are being hunted, but there's more to it than that, you know, and with the hunt, how they flip everything around, um, is what made it so good. Because yeah. you, think, you think it's going to go, you know, one one route and it totally, you know, does 180. You're like, well, you know, what the fuck? Like, I did not see that coming and how they end up, you know, showing liberals is bad, Republicans is bad, Democrats is bad. Like, they don't hold back on anything but the message behind the, um, what they were trying to convey. And I'm like, you know, in a theater, I'm like, yo, that makes a lot of, makes a lot of sense you know who do you really want to identify with like you know who who's really the bad guy in this thing you know are republicans bad or are we bad you know are liberals the bad guy so, i mean the hunt's probably one of my top movies for you know for 2020 just for that you know how they changed everything up and how they orchestrated the plot and you know kept everything um a surprise and the lead chick betty Gillipan, mm-hmm. yes, bad bitch. <laughs> Excuse my language, but yo, she was vicious. Like vicious the entire movie, just you know, taking up. Yay, girl power. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is probably the best movie I've seen in 2020. And mind you, I was that like person who was champion in like Bad Boys Three. Even though I was like, oh well, you know, Martin. I was like everybody else. Martin Lawrence, you know, he looked a little bit different. This movie might be a failure, and then like. As soon as I got my movie ticket, I was like, this better be good. Then I saw it. It was good. So I was like, okay, that was in the top of my list. And at least until Candyman comes out, I feel like the hunt right now is it. Jesus Christ. Like, Q, this is one of your type of movies. Like, if you like one of those movies where you like, it's not even a, for me, it says it's an action thriller, but it's not really to me. It feels like everything's supposed to happen. And if you don't catch it, like, you'll be surprised by it. But that's not like thriller to me. Like, it was just like, a lot of violence and a lot of killing. And it was fun. Like at one point, somebody like, was like on an electrical fence and they were getting like shot with arrows and shit. That's my type of carrying on. So 
four and a half out of five for me. I give it an A minus. Yeah, review. It was it was either A or an A plus when I reviewed it. I mean, because like I said, I mean, the hunt. It was just it was so much, um, so much going on. Just kind of how they, um, you know, explain stuff. You know, targeting online trolls, talking about, you know, the stuff we say online. How it could all come back and, you know, bite you in the ass. Because like I always say, Big Brother's always watching, and it's people out there. They literally take this stuff online a bit too, you know, a bit too far. So, I mean, all that has made the hunt so such a well-written movie. And then it was funny. I mean, it was funny. It was violent. The kills were on point. The cameos, people that didn't make it, like, you know, past the first 10 minutes. It was like it was all yeah. just consistent and nonstop. Now... I would. Can you still buy uh, the hunt for twenty bucks, or did they like stop? Was that like exclusive to like the first couple weeks of twenty bucks? Twenty bucks until um further notice. Okay. So that's gonna be that's gonna be the thing for a um. Well, I mean, I'm I'm still kind of against that mm-hmm. per se, only because you figure um Universal is owned by NBC, and NBC has. The Peacock app. So it's like if you're already paying four ninety five for the app for the Peacock app, why not just you know give people who already have the app and they're paying for it? Oh yeah, because everything going on right now is like all right, the Hunt, the Invisible Man, Bloodshot, the Way Back, Trolls on Friday. That right there is a hundred bucks for okay. five movies. Yep, and it's like it's going to start to add up. So that's why you know I'm kind of against the whole having to pay 20 bucks per movie that you only have, you know, 48 hours to watch it from the time you order it. Yeah. Now let's just say the power goes out on a Monday and it's come back up to a Wednesday. You pay 20 bucks for it to watch it again. You have to reorder it or you can get your money back. There's like, there's too many factors in it that I personally, that I personally don't agree with. Now I am going to order trolls on Friday cause I want to see trolls, but you know, it's taken a lot for me to, get with this whole thing and paying 20 bucks just to watch something that's come from my own home. Like, I really don't, I'm not really for it just yet. Yeah. I think I might buy Trolls too. But somebody was telling me it's free on, um, I think, is it, no, maybe it's not Trolls. But I definitely want to see that movie. Now see, Disney. Maybe it was Onward. Onward was free with Disney Plus. That's what yeah, it was. Disney did it right. Disney said, you know what, Onward came out in March. We understand people already have the Disney app. You guys are already paying for it. So just wait wait two weeks and we'll, we'll put it on the app for free instead of paying 20 bucks just like, you know, right away. And I'm like, you know, to me, that makes more makes more sense. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But these artists that want to try, you know, these battles, these battles that are going on right now with these artists. And personally, I wouldn't mind paying like, you know, two bucks to support an artist to do a living room concert. Yeah, cool. You know, two dollars. That's that's not a big deal. Like you know, I'm paying you for your time. I'm paying you for your music. So I don't mind paying paying two dollars now. Like ten or fifteen to watch, you know, Drake. In the living room, that's a bit much, but you know, two bucks to watch Drake in his living room. Cool. You know, two dollars to watch J Cole do it. You know, do a freestyle. Cool. Five bucks for Erica. Cool. Yeah. I don't. 
I don't know. I feel like I'm capped out. Well, I'm tapped out rather of like the Instagram concerts and stuff. And <laughs> the what was Teddy it? Riley ruined it. Well, is it? He said something about like anti-vaccine. It was like, okay, you was it him or was it a uh, babyface that was talking about the anti-vaccine is the reason why like it was a part of the reason why it was delayed or something like that. I got to get the facts, but I tell oh, you, God. Teddy wants to monetize it, mm-hmm. monetize it, and do it the right way. Mm-hmm. I guess face is um sick right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can see Teddy's viewpoint because Teddy, you know, Teddy's an icon. So I'm like. Teddy's whole thing was Instagram shouldn't get all the money. You know, I want to put it somewhere else to where, you know, people got to pay for it. I'm like, all right, cool. Well, if that's the case, then do it, do it on a platform where people are already paying for it. If you want to do it that way, like, that's way to go. Probably be, I figure more people have, you know, iTunes or Apple or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Pandora or Spotify than they have um, titles. I don't think, I mean, Tidal's popular, but I don't think Tidal's number one in streaming. So if that's the case, all right, put it on Pandora. People already have people already have a subscription to Pandora, you know, so everybody wins. Yeah. But for you to say, like, last minute, the day of, you know, we're not going to have a battle now because I want to monetize it. Not you were wrong for that, Teddy. You, you were mm-hmm. very wrong for that because people were looking forward to that. Waiting for that. Oh, yeah. Because the night before, T-Pain and Little John had the perfect that was mm-hmm. probably the, the funnest one out of all of them to me was T-Pain and Little John because it was a respect thing even though they were, you know, going at it, it was still all of them get fun and you could you could tell that both them brothers respected each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, Sean Garrett and the Dream, yeah. that was a huge battle. <laughs> they were hating on each other. Okay. Like, seriously hating on each other. Neo and John Teos, Neo and John Austin, it was a bit of a hate, haterism going on. But Face and Teddy Riley, you're talking about 30 plus years of music and it can be all in good fun. I mean, hit, hits for days and Teddy's like, well, you know, nah, you know I want to monetize it and let's do it right. And you don't, you don't announce <laughs> mm-hmm. people's hopes up and the day of, you know, you want to cancel, like, you know, you don't, that wasn't cool at all. During the pandemic. Well, that's how you can tell, like, it's an age thing for most of them because they don't really know. And I was watching, was it Deaf Comedy Jam? They had a Facebook Live and mm-hmm. they completely botched that one. I don't mind being on Facebook because it's obviously for the older demographic and a lot of older people or, you know, even our age are, I want to say more so to be on Facebook, but you can house more people on Facebook than you can on Instagram. So, mm-hmm. Cedric the Entertainer, he put out a flyer and he was saying, he was like, oh, this is going to be a comedy show and you can donate if you want to. And it's like, all right, everybody's going to show up, but you're going to have people like, hey, if I'm entertained, then I'm going to donate. But it went from that and it flipped really quick to the comments were more entertaining than the commentary because mm-hmm. it went from, it was supposed to be comedy to make people laugh and make them forget about COVID-19 and the coronavirus and all that to we're just going to talk about the coronavirus for two hours. And at one point, Bill Bellamy, like he couldn't get his camera adjusted. He didn't know how to turn the, what? It, it was really weird. Um, then they made promises that brought people in, but now nobody's going to ever want to like watch it again. So they were saying, Oh, well, Martin Lawrence and Dave Chappelle, these people are going to be on there. They're going to do a live set and stuff like that. 
I'm like, wait, Dave Chappelle doing something for free? Okay, we'll see. Uh, Mar- <laughs> Martin Lawrence is going to do something for free? Oh, all right, great. I'm there. And I'm on Facebook. I ain't got to get dressed. I can literally just flip over my laptop. Neither one of them showed up. And Cedric the Entertainer's like, reasoning for it was, hey, it's getting too late. And, you know, everybody still wants to be entertained. So then he called one of his DJ friends to close out the show. And I was like, no, a- absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you go into a fundraiser knowing that it's been hyped up to you know see Dave Chappelle and Martin Lawrence and honestly even such an entertainer but even him he wasn't talking anything comedy every time he came on he was like you know let's talk about the coronavirus and everybody needs to get their mask and stuff I was like you realize we came here because we're trying to escape that shit right mm-hmm. and you're talking it was just weird to me so the next time he hosts I think he's doing another one in like a week I don't know how you can. Oh, okay. I personally, I donated and I felt bad because I was like, I'm donating for the cause, which is fine, but you can't get everybody every week. You can't do like the DJs do, like uh, was it uh, D Nice and all of them? You can't do that. It's one of those one off things. D Nice can go on every day, and you can hear him play Tina Marie 58 times. You like it sounds just as good as the first time. You know, mm-hmm. those comedy skits don't hit the same when you're doing it for the fourth straight week. So. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm hoping for the best for them. I'll don't. Maybe they should disable the comments. Yeah, but that's the thing. When it comes to like those Instagram lives and Facebooks, the comments make because they read that stuff. It gets them amped mm-hmm. up. Like I know uh, Tory Lanez, he got like banned from Instagram for like six days because of his quarantine radio. He was having women do some some real nasty shit on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some real nasty shit. And I was like. I was a part of it. I was watching. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. So I was watching. I was like, oh, but at one point, this girl, like, <laughs> bare naked ass on it. I was like, okay, now, you know, the Zuck, he is not gonna go for that. You know, Facebook and Instagram, they're like separate but equal. They banned mm-hmm. uh, Tori. So what they did was Tori ended up getting another Instagram page. They banned that in like 20 minutes. Then he got a third one and they warned him again. It was like, hey, we will permanently ban you. So I was like, why don't you go to another platform? But then somebody reminded me, like, there is no other platform that does like Instagram live. You can't go on Facebook because I mean your grandmother, your aunties and uncles and stuff, they on there. So imagine Tory Lane. Periscope. What about Periscope? Well, you know, Periscope got a thing about like nudity, even with like underwear. If you have underwear on on Periscope, you get like your video flagged. So Oh my gosh. And apparently well, I guess that's to stop the webcam girls. Yeah. You can't stop OnlyFans though for someone, you know, some unknown. <laughs> Anyways, dang, we we went on a tangent. Derek, we want to get back to your actual site as well because we have to like promote that as well on the show. But we have to get into First Forty Eight. So I don't know if you've ever like played First Forty Eight, but Q, do you want to explain what that is? Sure. So First Forty Eight is a collection of weird weird crime stories that happen in the First Forty Eight. Mainly Florida, the most, the most fucked up state in the country. New Jersey, the second most fucked up state in the country. Texas, the third most fucked up state in the country. You get the gist. So Greg reads a little bit of the headline. Reads the headline. Um, maybe a little bit of the of the actual article. Um, and then we have to guess which fucked up state this happened in. Cool. Yeah, so let's start on a high note. 
man downloads child porn and claims yeah Mm -hmm. man downloads child porn and claims that it is a boredom killer during the coronavirus what the says that he beats himself for this has to be somewhere in the goddamn midwest where there ain't shit to do but husk corn Mm, minnesota I'm going with South Dakota because that's some weird shit. It's something that's some some crazy Trump loving Republican probably. Did. Yeah, I don't see West Virginia. What about North Dakota? Okay, I'm sorry, you guys are all zero for one. This happened in Brevard County, Florida. See, so, there you um, go. Florida, Florida was living up to his reputation as the most fucked up state in the country. Actually, the most fucked up state in the world. But anyway, I'm on a tangent. Well, it says that this guy had a Microsoft OneDrive cloud account, which contained 7,548 images with 119 of them being child pornography, while the rest were child erotica. Gross. (laughs) Okay. That's Florida. Okay. Now, uh, now, there are some sickos who... Does child erotica in some way, somehow, that is actually protected speech. But the pornography is definitely like, yeah, that's a no no. Mm-hmm. But the erotica, somehow, some way, like you can you actually Google this, it's actually protected speech. That's sad. It's sad, but it's, but yeah, it's protected speech. I don't know. Not that I support. Yeah, I don't support it either way. Definitely don't support child pornography. But yeah, but um, child erotica is protective, protected speech under the First Amendment. You know what so, you can't somehow. be protected from? These hands. These hands were from the hands. What the? F- I'm sorry. Like I, I understand what you was coming from, but no. Mm-mm. You either no, do- and, and that's what I said. No, no, it, it's disgusting either way, but yeah, well, it's in print form. It's protected speech, unfortunately. Well, but do they mean like like just new pictures of babies? Because no, like, people do that anything, all the time. If it's if it's if it's media like pictures or video, then it's pornography. Oh, I see what you mean, but still no. Mm-mm. But if it's if it's just if it's text. Sick as it is, it is protected. It's protected speech. Oh, that's weird. <clears throat> I am not a fan. Who's reading not child fan at all. erotica? Not a fan <laughs> at all, but just give me the... the, 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 well, the is that really a genre? <laughs> child erotica. I'm, I'm going to the next article because that was actually starting to get a little bit creepy for me. So mm-hmm. the next one is actually just as bad, but whatever. Um, This happened this week, actually. You might have seen it on the news. So uh, the TSA is being sued for asking a child to remove her pants to fill her genitals. Fucking what? Uh, Before I read the state, you know, before you guys guess, let me read some of the article. Jemiah Irway is a 16-year-old girl who is used to getting false alarms when she goes through TSA body scanners. The reason why is because Jemiah is transgender. She was born male and now lives as a young woman. And the TSA screener operating the body scanner must have pressed male or female button for each passenger. If the operator presses female, the machine will alarm if the traveler has external genitals. If the operator presses male, the machine will alarm that they are wearing a bra and, you know, so on and so on. 
You can only imagine what happened with Jemai Irway. So why why can't these scanners be gender neutral? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have gender neutral bathrooms. We have gender neutral birth certificates. We have gender gender neutral driver's licenses. Why the hell can a scanner or a TSA scanner one of those body, one of those you shoot shoot air and the shit goes around. Why can't that shit be gender neutral? Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. One of the TSA agents decided to take it upon themselves. So what they did was at this airport, the confused scanner operator called the supervisor who then decided to invent a new procedure for transgender travelers. They said that she must go, talking about Jemai, into a private room, expose herself and let her fill up in there. Ew, come on, no. what? Mm-hmm. For what? She's sixteen. Where we live in? Twenty twenty. Thank you, like? thank you, George W. Bush, for this bullshit. So, guess the first forty-eight state. This look. Um, um, this has to be a, a a red state with a blood red Republican like governor. God damn it! This is fuck. Um, uh, shit. Wyoming. I'm picking Florida. Illinois. Which one you got? Illinois. Illinois. Mm. Would you be surprised if I told you that this happened in Raleigh, North Carolina? Nope. Wow. Well, that is the, the Bible Belt. And that's still some fucked up shit. Really? That? Yeah. Well, let, let's get out of the, the children's segment of first one. Please do, because I'm getting angry. I'm, I'm starting to, like, mm. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm disgusting. Next one. Couple is caught having sex in a police parking lot and then walked themselves to jail after. Hey, all right. <laughs> of course you would like that shit. Mile High Club and stuff you on the ground and you then you're going into the into, into the slammer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so guess the first forty eight state where they had sex in a police parking lot and then walked into the jail after. This has to be goddamn the, the second most fucked up state in the country. This is some Jersey shit right here. This, this is, I can see someone from Jersey doing some shit like this. Huh? Say Idaho. You said where? Hmm. Idaho. Idaho. Hmm. Idaho. I'm going to pick Arkansas. Arkansas. Wow, you guys were close. Chris and Derek, y'all were close. This happened in Alabama. The Bible Belt. Wow, man. Next one. Next one. Okay, that one is taking a minute to load. But I think we can get the title. So, man drives 224 miles with his wife in his car that had a boot on it during lockdown to collect a $15 eBay item during the coronavirus. I I hope Uh, hope the anniversary gift. Because that's the only reason I can see you doing doing something like that. You're married. This is your anniversary, and oh shit, I left my I forgot my gift. I gotta hurry and get something real quick. Oh wait, there's a boot in my car. Oh fuck it. Let me let's just go. Let's let's just chance it. Hmm. I'm gonna pick California. Hmm. Yeah, I I I, I I'm gonna have to agree on this one. California. 
And Derek, which one you got? I'll go with Texas. Mm, Texas has no stay at home order, so it's not Texas. Mm. Yeah, they do. I thought they do. No, they do too. Let me see. Unless unless Abbott just implemented one, but they, yeah, no. Well, you guys were right, as this actually happened in California. Uh, It was San Francisco. Really? (laughs) San Francisco. I'll give you guys this one. This is pretty, it's similar to the last story, the one before that one. Topless woman allegedly resist arrest after leading Dallas police officers on a chase and then crash her SUV. (laughs) (laughs) One of the two, right? (laughs) Home home of the fuck boys. All right. Yes. This one, this next story actually touches my heart. The reason why is because it's part of the reason why Jess and I did not want to do a, like, the big gender reveal thing. So, mm-hmm. a gender reveal party sparks a 10-acre fire in this state. Oh, this is definitely, let's see, uh, uh, shit, let's see, dry state, Nevada. Hmm. What you got, Chris? Um, Washington. Washington. Okay. And Derek, what you got? Let's go with Nebraska. Nebraska. See that? Good guess. Good guess. Unfortunately, you all are wrong. This happened in Titusville, Florida. <laughs> Florida can 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 look. Florida is already sinking into the ocean anyway. Can we just accelerate this and like, and it'd be the 49th state. Would you like them to drown them? The 49th United States of America. Florida needs to go. Hmm? Florida gotta go. Our last one, I want to see if this is, this is actually not in the United States. It is worldwide. So, two married men fight to the death with machetes over a woman. Spain. <laughs> what? Spain. This is Machetes, Honduras, Jamaica, somewhere in the islands. This is yeah. This is this is a Julio country. Oh, Caribbean. <laughs> this, this is a Julio country. Derek, what you got? Oh yeah. Mm. Let's go with uh. Marcus. <laughs> Nicaragua. So, two Panama. <laughs> Two married men in Kenya who were cattle traders by oh. <laughs> after slashing each other over a woman. The men are reported to have fought in Kenya, leaving viewers in shock as they attacked each other with machetes. One had really? his neck completely severed and died on the spot. The other died arriving with oh oh my god. Jesus. <laughs> wow. So a witness identified as a B, uh, I don't want to butcher her name, so we'll just say a B, disclosed that the two men had been cohabitating with the same woman, a mother of three, for the last two years without knowing. Both men who were married did not know each other until Wednesday morning when one of them found the other having breakfast at the woman's house. Shout out to the diaspora. 
Shout out to the diaspora. That, that, that was first 48, but I'll give y'all this like bonus because I thought this was pretty funny. Um, so Pat Roberson blames the coronavirus on oral sex, calling lady chemicals the reason for COVID-19. Mm. Yes, I have to chemicals. First of all, so let's see. I guess the cure would be Mike Pence sucking him off. Stop it. Oh my God. You're going to get us fucking like banned on Apple Podcasts. I guarantee you. Can you do that? Uh, What's his name? Alex Jones? I know they got him. What do you have to say? Like hate speech? I mean, it's not hate speech. Trust trust me. That's what literally you look on the the blogs and they. That yeah, um, Pat Robinson's an idiot. Okay, he's an idiot. So, hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 